with your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go fan can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, of the sheer episode. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women. Defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know, who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no! I have no heart! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll okay. do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, in your Derek layer, do you have a list of that tells you like how to take down the other fan holes? Should we like go crazy? How does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us because we don't explain it. All right, let's do let's do the accurate picture. All right. All right. Let's do the hand thing. <laughs> baby, you want to do thing. the hand thing. Do the hand thing. Do the magic hands, baby. Do the magic hands. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome back to another Toyetic episode of Fan Holes Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek. Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight. And I am not alone. I am joined by three, count them, three of my fellow articulated fan holes. Why don't you give a Kung Fu Swivel shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight. It's Mike Kung Fu. <laughs> Justin. Oh, hey, this is Justin. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, this is Justin. I am a choking hazard. I'm always laughing. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Uh, Shit just got sexy. <laughs> uh, I gotta log out. You said it! <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, something you see in, like, a toy package. That was the first thing. So... Hey, age is, well, age is uh, 18 and up. That, 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 that could be on other toy packages, though. So, uh, so anyway, Tony, you are here tonight. Yay! Hey, guys, this is Tony. And uh, this was, we're talking about something back when uh, scale didn't matter. So yeah, so so this is this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Basically, I, I kind of proposed this idea. I thought it might be kind of fun just to give some background. This is basically like using your toy imagination. Like that's kind of the topic of tonight's show. And basically, we're going to go over our top five toys that we used as other intellectual properties. And just to give an example, that's not going to impede on anybody's choices. Like. One, one thing I mentioned in the past on other shows was, you know, before I ever had a Hall of Justice for the Superpowers, I actually never had a Hall of Justice for the Superpowers collection until I was an adult. So I used the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom lunchbox as my Hall of Justice. So that's essentially what we're doing tonight, except it's toys with other toys, basically. So, you know, you use you know, toy X as toy Y, and, and you just kind of make do with it because you're using your imagination, or maybe they never made that toy or, or something like that. So that's essentially what we're going to be talking about. And all of us here, we kind of, you know, racked our brains and, and picked some different examples. And I guess I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off, and then, and then we'll kind of go around the, 
you know, the Skype circle and everything and, and talk about everything. But I guess we'll, we'll start off with my number five. Five. So for me, and, and I kind of gave everybody some reference and, and hopefully maybe we'll put some of these references in the show notes if everybody wants to follow along. But basically, like, my first pick is going to be Transformers related. Who will join me? Who will give up the power to transform to become stronger, faster, more alive? I will. Count me in. And so, Action Masters are born. Transformer Action Masters are incredibly detailed action figures. Action Masters! Action is alive, alive! Action Masters! But the evil Decepticons steal the power and become Action Masters too. Led by Megatron and Starscream, they battle Optimus Prime, Jazz, and Bumblebee like you've never seen them battle before. Action Masters ride into battle in sleek transforming vehicles and fight alongside vicious transforming animals and battle droids. Transformers! Action Masters! Get in on the action! Action Masters! And it is from the line Action Masters, and... My Action Master Hot Rod, because there never was an Action Master Hot Rod, was a character named Rad. So I I just, you know, I I don't know what it was about Rad. He just kind of looked like that, you know, kind of brash, fiery, young punk. He looked like he could have transformed into a car. And he also was overwhelmingly red. So I think just in that sense, whenever I was involved in my capricious action play with Action Masters and Rad was ducking and weaving behind Optimus Prime's trailer and blowing away Decepticons, in my mind he was kind of like a, a stand-in for an Action Master hot rod. So that's, that's, that's just kind of kicking it off and everything, but that, that was something that I tended to do as far as, you know, the Action Masters line was concerned. By the, by the way, Hasbro, get on that Action Masters hot rod. People will buy it. I know. I don't know. They have those 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 reaction figures and stuff like that. So I yeah. like how they they've made a new Lionizer, but they have not made a new Rad. Yeah, so, what's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Why we got these action masters? Fuck, fuck, Tyrannitron. The signal goes out. An intruder has been spotted at Wayne Manor. Down in the Batcave Command Center, it's time for Gotham's greatest hero, Batman Returns. Not a bad mess. Batman makes a classic entrance and sends the Penguin flying back to his Arctic hideout. Without warning, Batman appears. Surprise, Penguin! Pity penguins can't fly. Batman Returns. Batcave Command Center and figures sold separately. Some assembly required. All right. Well, what about you, Mike? What's your number five? I don't really have these in order, and I didn't put down any links or anything, but I think I mentioned this before, but, like, a friend of mine had, when we talked about, like, that Wayne Manor playset from the Batman 89 line, like, a friend of mine had that, and we never really used it as, like, Wayne Manor. Like, we always used it as, like, a Ghostbusters, like, haunted mansion, and we'd, like, have our, like, Ghostbusters kind of, like, you know, all congregate outside the, like, Wayne Manor front, and then they'd, like, go inside, and then we'd, like, you know, just kind of upturn couch cushions, and that was, like, the inside of the mansion or whatever. But, I mean, nothing major, and I think we talked about it before, but, like... I, th- I think we joked about like you you were saying oh it could be like the X Mansion too so like yeah, you know yeah, that, that was that's, that's you know a fun idea like it could be it could be a number of things like people you know people probably still use it as a display piece too so 
Right. I mean, no, like, yeah, like I said, this one, it, it, there's, there's not much to it. Like we just, I just rem- have fond memories of, you know, we would go on their, on his parents, like kitchen table and put like the, the Wayne Manor and then like kind of set it up. And then like, we'd move to the parlor, like after they went inside, like we'd have some kind of weird, like setup where the Ecto one would like park on the kitchen table. And then like, you know, It'd be like, okay, we're all like, we got to check all the proton packs. Like, and then we'd have like the figures, like check the proton packs. And then, you know, okay, we're going into the mansion. And then we went into the mansion. Then we'd run all the way to the like living room and like, yeah, go on the couch and be like, oh man, this is like a weird new dimension or something inside the mansion. Like, I don't know. It it was stupid shit like that. No, that sounds fun to me. I think it sounds cool. Even without his laser gun, What's that? or his laser axe, or his awesome power claw, Roboto, Roboto, Roboto. this unstoppable enemy of evil, Go get him, Roboto. Roboto, Roboto, Roboto. Yeah! is the most powerful robot in the universe. Roboto, Roboto, Roboto. Roboto, new from the Masters of the Universe collection. Other action figures each sold separately from Mattel. What about you, Tony? You got a, a number five for us? Yeah, kind of basic. Back in the day, G.I. Joe and Star Wars were really big in the comics and the cartoon, especially G.I. Joe, would have a big robot fight the the various good guys. And in Star Wars, we didn't really have a lot of big robots back then. We had your ATSTs and we had your AT-AT walkers, but they showed like, you know, destroyer droids. And G.I. Joe, we had like in the comics, Cobra would implement these giant robots. So... He-Man's Roboto figure for me was the big robot because he was like five inches tall. He looked like a robot, obviously, because he's Roboto. And he had interchangeable hands. He could have like a axe, which G.I. Joe was really big on. They like melee weapons for like the bad guys. And with Star Wars, you know, you could also say like, oh, it's a vibro axe. I mean, I didn't think that far back when I was a kid, but they had melee weapons too. And he was big and he like fit that kind of idea of he's a big robot. The the Empire's getting their ass kicked or Cobra's getting their ass kicked. It was like, unleash the, the robot Titan. And he was just big enough where, like, the, the good guys were like, ah, oh, shit, <laughs> you know, we got to deal with this. Kind of like when they had those, the, the like, they had those Cobra robots with the, like, red snake heads or whatever in the, what, what, it was like the pyramids or something. I forget. That was in, like, one of the miniseries, I think. Yeah, yeah, the water robots, yeah, yeah, the the pyramid of darkness, yeah, and like he, he like he was not a named character, but like I just I always thought like, hey, this makes sense. They they fight big robots all the time, you know, and you know it just it made and his visual look also kind of fit kind of good with Star Wars. He he had like the not humanoid face, like that's close enough to being a human. Where you could be like, you know, like, oh, he's totally a droid from Star Wars. And like with G.I. Joe, they just went crazy sometimes. So like, yeah, Roboto was like my big bad, even though he was a good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's like Roboto's your IG-247 or something, you know, like something really <laughs> right. big and badass yeah. or something. Yeah, that's cool. I used to do that a lot, like repurpose other robot toys as like, you know, kind of <clears throat> sentinels or, you know, other like, you know, things for other people to fight. Yeah, especially if they're bigger. It made sense, yeah. Yeah. Who's the big guy with the muscles? He's He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. 
Skeletor is his enemy. If He-Man, Skeletor, and Castle Grayskull, you have to put the castle together. You're doomed, He-Man. Oh, yeah? Watch this action, Dad. Now I have the power. He-Man and Skeletor each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from the Masters of the Universe collection from Mattel. So how about you, Justin? You gonna give us your, your number five? When I was little, I was really, really into the real Ghostbusters, and I had a ton of toys and roleplay toys from that line. But I, I, I don't think they ever made one until Extreme Ghostbusters, which is why I did this. But I used Skeletor as a stand-in for Samhain, and I, I know I'm saying it wrong, and I think even Straczynski says this on like the that first volume, like in the commentary for the DVD. It's it's actually pronounced like Samhain or something, but you know, in, on the show they they just say yeah, yeah. you know Samhain. So I would use Skeletor as my stand-in for Samhain because you know maybe it doesn't exactly work, but I would just like okay, Skeletor has a you know skull head. I can I, you know I can just have my Ghostbusters bust them, <laughs> use my imagination. So he yeah. was my stand-in. No, that's cool. I, that... I mean, you understand, Justin, that Derek is a big fan. A pumpkin-headed character, so he's automatically on your side, yeah. No, I'm, I, I am a big fan of... I mean, dude, Sam Hain was the most, to me, he was the big bad of that entire cartoon. So, like, I could understand if you were as into the real Ghostbusters as Justin was, why not having that character to oppose your Ghostbusters would be a big, like, hole in your playtime, right? Like, you, you would have to find something to fill the void for that. So I, I, yeah, I approve. This is, this is cool. She gets me the plasma tops, and Cobra will rule the world. Here comes the sinister Cobra Paralyzer with three awesome missiles that really fire. Fire! I've got the plasma tops. Cobra! Not so fast, Snake Rock. It's the GI Joe Badger with three powerful firing missiles. Fire! GI G.I. Joe! Cobra Paralyzer and G.I. Joe Badger sold separately. Anybody got a parachute? I guess I'll go ahead and move on to number four. Number four for me, this is a little bit of a cheat, but not, I mean, you know, it's kind of like we're, we're talking about imagination, but it's imagination with a dash of customization. So, and I also think it's it's got a strong sense of irony. So, I, I oftentimes would use and customize G.I. Joe figures as like either superhero characters. Like a lot of times I would, I would, you know, unscrew the backs and swap parts and, you know, kind of either add decals or, or paint things and destroy them just to make like certain figures and stuff like that. And in this case, I didn't really do any major modifications to this figure. But it's a it's a GI Joe figure. It's from one of the the later I guess waves of GI Joe. But it's one of the I guess former October Guard, and his name is Red Star. And I think I just liked the the outfit he had on, and and mainly his head. And I thought he reminded me a lot of Nick Fury, at least his his head sculpt. So what I did was I took one of these, you know, how you have, like, little, uh, like, I guess, you know, sticker labels for, like, mailing out stuff that you can write on or whatever. So I got one of those, and I I made, like, this, this fake, you know, black eye patch. And so I taped the eye patch 
to the the front of his face, and that was basically the only modification I did to the figure. And the the rest of it, it looked probably a little more like Sergeant Fury than you know, like secret spy Nick Fury, but I didn't really care. I just thought it was cool that he had a bazooka and he had, you know, a cool rifle and everything. And then, of course, you know, the irony for me is that, you know, Nick Fury fights the commies and I, I had a commie as a stand-in Nick Fury. So so that was the, the ironic part of it or whatever. But I, I, I do remember often using him. I I don't know if I can... If I can convert this video or not, but I'm pretty sure I, I made like these goofy videos where different characters, you know, different toy lines were fighting with different toy lines. And I'm pretty sure in one of them, the, the main reason why I used him was because I needed Nick Fury to like give the heroes the standard marching orders. And, and I think this was, you know, this red star with, with a, with a stick stuck on eye patch was the one I ended up using as, as my stand in Nick Fury in that little home movie as well. So that, that, that was something that came to mind for me. I mean, like back then, like you didn't have a Nick Fury character. So, I mean, that totally makes sense. These were figures that I guess, again, like Tony was saying that back when, you know, scale was the last of your concerns, because a lot of the times these GI Joe quote unquote heroic figure stand-ins, they would usually be paired up with like, Mattel Secret Wars or Kenner Superpowers, like those were the the main heroic figures that I had, and then you know maybe later like you know Kenner and Toy Biz and Batman, that kind of thing. You kids don't know how good you have it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. He he, he kind of looks like Ray from Ghostbusters, like in the face. Mm, mm. Yeah, he does kind of have that. I can see that. I always took note of, like, you know, G.I. Joe's, like, the four-inch one's, like, articulation. So, like, they always probably, like, were a fun, like, play pattern, you know, for me. Like, I think I, I probably, like, I can't remember any specific examples, but any G.I. Joe's I had probably got used as, like, other things, like, eventually. I think that later wave, too, like, uh, I know, I know, like, as, as the Joe's, kept getting made further and further it was like you know less and less you know like basically if you look at say the first series of gi joe they all kind of had you know green you know army outfits and everything and it looked pretty like realistic per se right but then the further you get away from it you know it's like it's like captain gridiron has his exploding fucking you know footballs and all this other shit right where you're like hey this is kind of this is kind of a little more outlandish and everything, but the the one thing I big, I big big boa the boxing cobra <laughs> right right you you have all this kind of stuff the the one thing I liked about this line of figures was all of them came with these spring loaded like bazookas and and cannons and things like that like I I I guess I just I dug the hell out of those spring-loaded things at the time because I thought those were super cool. And I liked the fact that Red Star came with this where I was like, you could, you know, launch it. I mean, I think that bazooka, like, I got a lot more use out of the bazooka than I ever did out of the Red Star because I thought the bazooka was just cool because it actually, you know, had a spring-loaded, you know, missile that came out of it and everything. And I just thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever. I am one year older than you, Derek, and I hated those as a kid because I had just gotten too old for them. But that is a bias. That is a that is a, a kid who has just gotten out of toys 
and he's like, oh, this isn't my G.I. Joe, that whole, you know, mindset. But as a kid, they were fucking awesome. Like, like we were, we were just joking earlier before we get on the podcast, like, you know, the polar battle bear weapons do not shoot. Like, no weapons do shoot now. Yeah. Yeah. Weapons, weapons do shoot. And then, yeah, you know, it's funny though. Like we're not, we're not that disparate in age. I mean, I, I think, I think you were saying you were too old and getting out of toys and I had done that maybe a little earlier than you, but then said, ah, fuck this. I, I said, fuck this shit. And I went back. Like, that's why, that's why I was buying this line of Joe's and those action right. masters. Cause at that point, I think I, I should have been like, probably, you know, trying to date girls and, and, and maybe do driver's permits and shit like that. But at, at the same time, I was kind of like, but these toys are cool too. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. So yeah, well, well my, my 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 hiatus from toys was longer than yours. You know, I was trying to get boobs and trying to like be cool and try to like you know date girls. But on the same side, at least yours was a cool GI Joe. My first like return to the toy foray, and Mike's gonna laugh at me, was Beast Wars Retracts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not a good figure <laughs> but i saw him i was like oh he's a pill bug i'm back into toys i don't know why <laughs> not a good not a good beast horse figure so at least you got a good figure to come back to derek i'll give you that <laughs> uh, do you guys speaking i, I guess i'll stay on the gi joe track too like do you guys remember the general <laughs> Get GI super tough gi joe general a huge mobile battle fortress with working lights and electronic battlefield sounds launch the battle copter the general has a giant cannon that really fires Big ass, like kind of base, but kind yeah, of yeah. It's like tank. a big yeah. giant rolling base, yeah. Like, well, like that. That might have been one of the biggest toys I've ever received. Like, my aunt bought it for me for one Christmas, and like I wasn't even huge into GI Joe, but I was, you know, I was thrilled to have it because it was a massive friggin' toy. Like, so I got it, it, that. It's really funny because I just saw a video by another YouTuber who did a big review on it, and I thought it was like shit when I was a kid. But he went over all the shit that has inside of it. And I'm like, damn, that's pretty fucking yeah, it, awesome. It did have a lot of stuff. Like, it had two separate, like, rooms and a giant cannon in the middle. And, like, you know, the cockpits opened. And, like, and I didn't even have a lot of G.I. Joes. But what I did use the general for is I basically used it as Metroplex. And I had, like, all, all my action masters, like, walking around on it and stuff. And they could kind nice. of fit in in certain places. Like, you know, not not exactly. But, you know, I could just, like you know, stuff them in the areas where like GI Joe's were supposed to sit and like pretend and it was close enough. But like, I would just pretend that was Metroplex and like all my, you know, action master Autobots would like man it and stuff like that. And like, I mean, I couldn't ever like pretend like, what was I going to do if I wanted to transform him? Just kind of like stand it up on its end or something like now, like what what I would used to do is like if I ever wanted like Metroplex to transform, like I would be Metroplex basically. Like, <laughs> like I would just like you know, oh no, Metroplex is transforming, and then I would like you know like 
I, I would pick up like my action master like star screamer sound wave and be like and like throw them into the couch or whatever but i i'm I so to, tall <laughs> i had to google what you were talking about but upon seeing the picture like i i remember playing with this set of friends house it i do remember thinking it was pretty neat yeah, I think eventually, like over the years, it got whittled down until it was just like a friggin' husk of a skeleton of a toy, basically, where like all the we all the wheels were gone. Like it, it's like like friggin' miniature <laughs> like bandits came and stole all the wheels off it. Like somehow, like, I don't know how I lost them, but <laughs> you gotta talk. My jaw was. <laughs> yeah, and like I don't know what happened to it. I think I assume like my dad like sold it in some like yard sale or something, but. Like, I just remember I had it for several years and the most play I got out of it was not for as a G.I. Joe thing, but as like a, you know, Transformers thing. 21 Jump Street is brought to you by Mattel. Look for the Mattel toys label at stores everywhere as your assurance of quality and continued innovation all year round. Captain Power has come to TV and you can be part of it. What are you doing? Aim the Power Jet XT7, fire invisible beams at the television targets, and score. Or be hit. The TV show fires back. No kidding. Captain Power versus Lord Dread. I don't believe it. Believe it, short human. The power of the future is in your hands. Believe it. Captain Power Jet and Figure sold separately. Batteries not included. Give, give us your, your number four, Tony. This is going to be kind of a cheat, but still, I think, counts. The entire Captain Power line. Because Star Wars, at some point, guys, ended. It was done. No figures. No, no, like, legends. No, no more stories for Star Wars. Kind of almost wish that was true now sometimes. But, uh... <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I like, <laughs> you you uh, like I, went away. You went away to a different place for a second there, Tony. You were like, kind of, kind of wish I lived in that world where Star Wars <laughs> ended for good. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my childhood, it was good. Uh, then they brought it back. <laughs> Cat of Power was a line made with interactivity with TVs. You could buy video cassettes, and they had these starships that you could shoot the. It was like basically like laser tag with your TV. And that's cool, but they were so sci-fi, and they had an Australian-produced show, and they looked so Star Wars. And when I was a kid, they were the right size. And I was like, these are like the like the new Jedi or the new Republic. We have like a guy who looks like a tank, new Republic trooper. We have this guy with a big cape. He's got like a cyborg guy. He's the new like you know, villain, he's the new Empire guy. And it just fits so well in my head with how this could work. And, and, and like, all the things were, like, very streamlined and updated. They had, like, a cool look. And I'm like, oh, this bad guy ship is, like, the new TIE Fighter, kind of. This new good guy ship is, like, the U-Wing. I christened the goddamn U-Wing in 1988. Shut the fuck up, you know, Rogue One. You turn upside down, it looks like a U. Um... <laughs> But like no, I was totally into it. It was like you know my 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 new Star Wars, and like yeah, they you know there's obviously authors and like creative people who could do it better. You know Timothy's on about down to you, good good trilogy. But for a minute that was like my new Star Wars, and they interacted really well and they looked cool. He had bad guy droids. He had good soldiers with like shiny metallic armor. 
and like you know the captain power line was actually a really good toy line and i wish i would have respected it more as its own thing but for a minute man that was like my new star wars guys like they were my reinforcements they were like my dudes they were like you know they look cool they're coming in and they're gonna help the republic and then we got new bad guys and like you know let's go you know it's like in, in my head it was like the the movies never died you know it's like I made in my head the uh, next continuation of the Star Wars trilogy, you know, which I'm sure we all did with like characters. We kept the story going. I had, I forgot. I, I if I saw a picture of it, I'd know it. I had some Captain Power figure, but I, I yeah. it was one of those things where like someone bought something for me without like knowing anything about me, except that I liked you know toys or whatever, because I was like a little <laughs> boy or whatever. So like I I think they like it was in like some gift basket or something they got me and I was like oh yeah Captain Power what the fuck is this like I don't know <laughs> this is this is like little seven or eight year old me mind you like I'm like what the fuck is this Captain Power shit like no I think I used some Captain Power stuff as like Battlestar Galactica stand-ins because I didn't have any I can see that any can see that. Battlestar Galactica toys yeah, when I was yeah. little. Yeah, I can see that because because they have like the, the they had that vac kind of shine to them and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of reminds me of the way the Cylons were were mocked up for the the old line for that. But I, you know, it's funny. I don't. I I I remember being fascinated by the TV show, but like I don't think I ever. I I think maybe this is capturing a point in time where. You know how Tony said, oh, he was too old for toys or whatever. Like, And I, I know this is an older line than the lines we were talking about before, the different waves. But I think I think that was in my period of I'm, I, I, I'm too right. old to buy or, you know, or, or I, I was trying to, you know, it was like I saw it. I thought it looked cool, but I avoided the, you know, quote unquote temptation to get caught up in the, the toy aspect of it. But. You know what's what's funny about it was I think I, I forget when they came out, but I was just looking up on my DVD shelf. But like they, I think maybe it was Shop Factory or somebody. But there's a you know a DVD set of like all the episodes, and I remember I I like devoured all those. Like I I, I want to say like JMS wrote a bunch of them, just like for the Ghostbusters cartoon. But like I I just yeah. remember I, I I remember thinking like those were all pretty pretty awesome. It wasn't the greatest show in the world, but it was pretty fucking competently done. It had a good story. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also, I think I also used Forlom as like a super Cylon when I was mm. playing. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Aside from aside from using Forlom as a super Cylon, do you have a a number four for us? I do, and this is a joke Mike has made on many occasions. He's like, everyone had a crosshairs, everyone, and it's true because I had a crosshairs, <laughs> and mo- most of the Transformers I had when I was little, they were small guys like Bumblebee, Warpath, Cosmos, you know, the mini bots, that kind of thing. Crosshairs was probably the largest 
Transformer I owned as a kid. And, you know, Crosshair's, you know, he think he's not a big Transformer at all, you know. But anyway, since he was the biggest Transformer I had, he would usually be my Optimus or Rodimus, depending on how I felt. Like, it was just kind of interchangeable. So I would have all my little Transformers, you know, lined up and ready for action. And then I'd, you know, I'd bring in, you know, crosshairs, you know, like dramatically, like in a commercial, you know, it's like he comes flying in, he's in the palm of my hand. He's like, our Optimus Prime, we're going to roll out. And so I'd, you know, sit there and spend like five minutes or less transforming everyone and I'd roll everyone out. I mean, I mean, I mean, crosshairs, crosshairs did have that color scheme. He did. Yeah. 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 He was red and blue. I think that's why, I think that's why he stood in more for Optimus as opposed to Rodimus. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm like Derek. I always liked Rodimus a lot and he would sometimes crosshairs would be Rodimus, but I think because of the color scheme, I was more inclined to have him pretend to be Optimus. Yeah. I think it, it, it goes to his design because everybody, like everybody said, we all had crosshairs. But it's because he was a fun toy. Like we saw it, and we we're like, "Ah, I'm gonna buy that," <laughs> you know. I think that also kind of reminds me, and 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 Mike will remember this too. But it reminds me of Tom Scioli, you know, like using Road King as Optimus because he's also, you know, red and blue type thing. Like that, that they they made that whole GoBot to oh to, Road Ranger, to Road Ranger, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so like that that color scheme for crosshairs. Like I, I can see that being similar to Road Ranger from GoBots. Like if you're going to go down that route. See, I, I had a Crosshairs too, and I got him from a friend, like who didn't want him anymore or whatever. And like I knew, I didn't substitute him for anyone. Like I knew he was Crosshairs because I had like the universe profile or whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's that guy. But like it was funny because like he was the only like fourth season guy that i had so it was kind of like you know and it, like he was huge compared to some of the action masters and stuff but once i got like the g2 toys like i could like you know have a better scale with people but it would it would just be funny because it would be like you know a bunch of like season one characters like optimus sideswipe jazz or whatever standing around and then crosshairs like was there too like and he was like oh, i don't know where the rest of the target masters are but i'm here like yeah, then the Optimus would be like, "Yeah, thanks, Crosshairs. Like, whatever. Like, but you know, <laughs> Crosshairs are like Eeyore in the Autobots, where he's like, thanks, <laughs> thanks for noticing me." Were, were they all jealous because of the the scale? Though they're like, "God, why is he so tall?" <laughs> yeah, he was big. Yeah, I think I I just like I didn't know really any, anything about him, even though like I think I read his universe profile. But since he was like big, I was like, "Oh well, he's like a strong guy or something." But you, you didn't know he was like the Transformers Ronald Reagan or whatever. Yeah, what's all the hubbub, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I mean, it's like his text specs was is he hates shooting without knowing if he's going to hit he's like the autobots like munitions like not yeah he's, he's like, like super careful yeah yeah like don't shoot if you if you can't hit nothing you know <laughs> it <laughs> like, is like yeah like I, I do feel like it's a thing that like crosshairs like is was super like does that make misfire his like arch nemesis yeah i guess so because yeah, misfire is yeah. like super wasteful <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Well, well uh, Crosshairs even hates his target master partner because he like he he's a better shot than him, and he scolds him for wasting ammunition, even though he hits things better than he does. 
Well, I think it says something that Crosshairs is the only one of the three uh, other, you know, other, sure shot and point blank is who has been remade like in modern times. Like who he he has a new toy, but they don't. So, right. I mean, I guess that 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 shows he's like his longevity. I guess I I do suspect like the only reason it seemed like so many people had a Crosshairs was because he was a like shelf clocker or something. But oh yeah, yeah, that's true. But he does have the best Target Master name, Peacemaker. That was no, his name, buddy. right? No, Crosshairs was a, uh, what was it, a pinpointer. Oh, pinpointer. Who's Peacemaker? I think that's Point Blank. Yeah. Point Blank. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Point Blank was pretty much Clint Eastwood, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Which is funny because Crosshairs was Clint Eastwood in the cartoon. Yeah, he sounded like him. Or, or yeah. Ron. Derek said, like, Ronald Reagan. Oh, yeah. But it might give us the edge if the Decepticons did return. That's not gonna happen. Cop, highbrow, the Decepticons are heading your way. How many of them, Prime? All of them. Of course, I have been wrong on one or two occasions. Mattel's Battlestar Galactica Collection. You can imagine the Imperious Leader commands the Cylon Centurion to capture Daggett. Make Daggett lead us to the humans. You can imagine Daggett fears Ovion, the enemy with insect arms. Lieutenant Starbuck. Yes, Commander Adama. Prepare for secret mission. Each figure sold separately. Daggett, Imperious Leaders, Cylon Centurion, and Ovion. Each figure sold separately, not for use with other Battlestar Galactica toys. New from Mattel. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the uh, Cylon train running here when I go into my number three. <laughs> this this guy here is the Battlestar Galactica Cylon from Mattel, and this, of course, just to give the context again, this was. During a time when all we had were Mattel's Secret Wars figures, and I had my Secret Wars figures, you know, from that line, like Doctor Doom and Kang and Baron Zemo and Doc Ock and Magneto and stuff like that. And on the good guy side, you know, you had Spider-Man and Cap and Wolverine and Iron Man, and then, you know, you'd throw in, like... Like, for me, the, the Mego Hulk was cons constantly hanging on the pegs in Toys R Us. So I got a Mego Hulk, and that ties into the whole I didn't care about scale stuff because I would see these great images of Mike Zek where, you know, Spider-Man was hanging on the back of the Hulk as he leapt through the air, and I was like, oh, perfect, this Mego Hulk fits just fine. I can put my black-costumed Mattel Spider-Man on the back of Mego Hulk, and it all makes sense. But somebody I, I did desperately want, once I started reading all the Secret Wars comic books proper from Marvel, was I thought Ultron was, like, super cool, you know, because it was like, that was like, Doctor Doom reprograms him, and it's like he's his bodyguard, and he's this, this badass robot and everything. And so, for many, many years, the... Mattel Battlestar Galactica Cylon was my Ultron. And believe it or not, I still have this. This this survived the Great Purge. So I still I still have this Battlestar Galactica Cylon. I mean I mean to be fair, like even Marvel Legends have yet to make a really definitive Ultron, so I I feel you. It looks like that new one they announced is finally looking like the really for reals Ultron. Awesome. Yeah. But it only took you even got the tiny little shoulder spikes. Like is it the Secret Wars one? Or? Yeah, it looks it looks like it to me. We will finally be vindicated. <laughs> I can I can I can get rid of those five other Ultrons that I bought in the meantime. 
<laughs> Derek, we both know that if I had that figure, I would just use him as Cyclops. <laughs> he has a red visor. That's all I need. Well, well, well since I'm that guy who always says, like, you know, like, what do I want for Marvel Legends? Now that we're getting a good Ultron, I'm like, oh, that's great, but where's War Toy? <laughs> Yeah, I'll take Al Alkima or whatever. Yeah, give me give me my my Mockingbird Ultron. God damn it! <laughs> getting, we're getting a Jocasta soon, so or I think she's already no, up. we already have her. She's yeah. at the store. Yeah, I had to buy her. God damn it! That line came out when I had no money. I was like going through Walmart, and I was like, "Oh, the new wave is out here at Walmart." Uh, thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> Because I kind of want a Jocasta because I have Machine Man. I'm like, ah, Jocasta Machine Man. Because you know what? Low-key, Jocasta loves Machine Man. Low-key? Eric. What's up? Did you ever get any of those Battlestar Galactica toys they made in, like, the mid to late 90s? Trendmasters. No, but I but I know which ones you're, I, I know which ones you're talking about. But no, I never did. I, I still have my Cylon and Viper somewhere in storage. They were pretty neat. They, yeah, yeah. They don't look bad, Justin. They don't. They, they look pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I just remember, like, walking into, I think, Kmart one day, you know, look at toys. And I was like, Battlestar Galactica, what? And I was like... I was confused because, you know, like, I was like, but there's no, you know, I mean, I knew it, at that point, you know, if you saw something in a toy store, it meant that they were probably, there was probably going to be something coming, like a TV show or a movie or, or, or something. And I was like, but this doesn't have anything new. Did that, and I, I, did that come out, like, around the same time as the Maximum Press comics, or? I don't I think know, so. actually. I think That would make sense, but I just remember being confused, but then I was like, well, this is still cool, and I, you know, I eventually got a Cylon and the Viper, and I think I was expecting, you know, a movie or a TV show. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, it, it was definitely before the sci-fi shows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that miniseries wasn't until what 2004 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that was that yeah. was way off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was like a, a nostalgia grab, definitely. Crash into the digital world. Servo, look out! Megavirus monsters. Xenon, samurai with Servo to become superhuman samurai synchro. Way to fry us, circuits. Servo, they're back. Drago, samurai with Servo to become superhuman samurai formo. That megavirus monster is micronized. Deluxe Servo, deluxe Drago, and deluxe Xenon. Samurai for your protection. Superhuman samurai. So what about you, Mike? You got a, a number three for us? Yeah, this is kind of a multiple ones. But like when I started to get into anime and stuff like like hardcore and was like, you know, borrowing and watching like, you know, manga entertainment VHSs and whatever, I would use Servo or Gridman like from Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad as the Giver, basically. Because I thought, you know, it, there's a shared lineage of like, you know, sort of Ultraman like influence there. So like, I I would I would use Servo as my Giver because there wasn't there wasn't a Giver action figure basically. So he does have that turbine headpiece. Yeah, yeah, he's got the little like dot on his head. So like, I was like, oh yeah, that's just like the the control metal on the Giver. And, you know, he's got sort of the panels on his chest that, like, you know, you could pretend were, like, the Mega Smasher and stuff. And, like, you know, that I would do that. 
And then did did you guys remember when they did that manga inspired like Spawn line? Oh, I had all those. Oh. I had all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like a, I, had a I, I, I used to. I bought a bunch of those, and like I had um, uh, the, the the freak or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah, but like since I like I had read like I knew who Spawn was, and I read Spawn, but I, like I didn't use like what I would do was I took the main Spawn mech and I pretended like I made up my own kind of like mecha anime story and stuff, and like the Spawn, the manga Spawn was like the main mecca of like that store. And I don't remember specifics about it, but you know, it, it would be a thing where, you know, mecca manga spawn would like, you know, like go in a city and fight like manga freak and manga beast and like all those, like, you know, manga inspired spawn guys that I had. So like, and I don't remember what the story was. And I don't think I even had like, any kind of avatar for like who the pilot was or anything like i just kind of imagine like stuff about Big robots yeah, yeah exactly so you know and like spawn would like summon his like giant samurai sword down like it was a megazord sword and stuff and like they would you know fight in a made-up city in my imagination and stuff so that like, sounds like something you need to like pitch to todd mcfarland like now. yeah he'll draw yeah he'll draw it like or, or, some or, or get get Let's somebody some get somebody to draw it, you know. Yeah. Get get Ken Lashley or Angel Medina to draw it. That sounds bitching, actually. Yeah, because I mean, well, uh, well, that manga Spawn did have like he was bulked up. He was very nineties, but he did have a, a Gundam flavor. He did have yeah. a Gundam uh-huh. flavor. Yeah. And I mean, back like, and that was like the late nineties and stuff, and there weren't any like the manga and like anime were just kind of breaking into like like my like area i guess or like my circle of friends and stuff and there weren't really any anime or manga like inspired toys like specifically that unless you like you know knew where to like import them from or whatever so i just kind of had to when i wanted to play with something like that i kind of had to use you know my imagination and stuff i got a lot of use out of i think it was manga freak like he he had he had like six yeah yeah, he well, no, he was kind of like yellowish green. I don't well, know. He, like he, he had a repaint. He had two repaints. Yeah, so. they they. I know they repainted everything from that line. Yeah. But I had like the tan yellowish one, and he had like six arms, and he was really well detailed. And he just he was had, a like good... chainsaws and buzz yeah, saws he had six and shit. arms. Yeah. One was like a whip arm. One was a claw. One was a buzz saw. And, like, he just had a lot of playability, and, like, you know, you could use him as a monster for anything. Like, I think I had, like, you know, my Spider-Man figures and my X-Men figures fight him as some kind of weird, like, he could, I mean, if, I don't think I knew about the character then, but he could have been a good, like, Cameron Hodge, like, stand-in or something, like... He was like he just had that really elongated neck with wires coming out of it. So like from Extinction Agenda or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Stuff. He did. He, he did have a human face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So he would have like, but I, I remember like I think I might still have him somewhere. Like I got rid of a lot of else, but I think like I liked it so much that I like held on to it. Like I feel like if I ever did like a photo comic or something, it would be a good like you know alien stand-in like monster that like you know, some bounty hunter could hunt down and kill or something like so. So, so how's the lawsuit going? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I, it I have sounds like you made yeah. Pacific Rim before Guillermo Toro. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I made it all. 
<laughs> made it all in my parlor when I was like 12 years old or whatever. Yep. They stole they, my idea. They stole my Pacific Rim. I'm, yeah, I'm, like, I'm like Shogun Warriors had their idea stolen by Pacific Rim long before any of us did. So, uh-huh. uh, Facts, yeah, facts. True. Uh, yeah, like, but like I said, you know, back then you kind of, especially if you wanted toys of like an anime or a manga, like you had to kind of use your imagination or like kind of like look up where you could like import some of this shit. Like I would have killed when I was that age to have like actual like Dragon Ball toys, but they didn't really like release any good ones at least until I was kind (laughs) of losing interest in Dragon Ball for a little while. Like back then we had the statues that like had like the arm articulation yeah, and I bought, I bought, yeah, I bought a bunch no, of those, yeah. There was no way you could, like, you know, yeah, like, you know, replicate any of the action from the show with the figures they had, where they were, like, I think they were, like, some of them, they, they released a line, and they were, like, like golems or something. They were just, like, they, they had no articulation, yeah, like, yeah. maybe, like, stretchy, bendy arms or something. Like, Well, well there, there was, like, the action fighters that were posed, and like one of the arms had like a hollowness to it, and they could fire like a key blast or a kamehameha, and that yeah. was it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball sucked in the late nineties. And now, like, and now it's like those. it's gone from one extreme to the other. Like when we were, yeah, were right. like when I was like twelve, it was like we had non-articulated shitty Dragon Ball characters, and now like nowadays we have super articulated Dragon Ball characters with so many accessories you get like you're frustrated and tired of playing with them basically so you're overwhelmed yeah with even, the even the lesser no characters cost 120 bucks yay yeah. thanks <laughs> it's like all right it's time for piccolo to like fire a key blast okay let me just pull out this fist and swap in the key blast at the end and then I'll, I'll snap the key blast effect to his wrist and oh damn it it fell off oh damn it like his other hand fell off now oh damn it like i kind of miss the old old figures damn yeah. it i had one of those like low articulation vegeta figures and i remember I'm pretty sure it was just the waist and the arms were the only things you can move. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, yeah, they were terrible. Yeah, like I was so excited, like I was just going. But I to loved KB. them. Yeah, I loved them. They were like they were like Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just going to KB to like goof off and kill time, and I was looking and I was like, "What? Like this is Vegeta? What is this?" I was like, "Oh wow!" And I was so excited, and I like immediately bought it, and then I wouldn't show my brother because like he's the one who got me into Dragon Ball Z, and he was like. Oh my gosh! And we went back looking for another one so he could have his own, but that was like the last one. And he was so mad, and he was like, "I want to play with it." I was like, "I just bought this. Like, back off." You know what's funny? I think I think the most articulated figure I had in that era was the uh, a a good friend of mine. And you guys are going to be shocked, but a good friend of mine gave me a gift, and he he knew I liked Dragon Ball stuff, and it was a model kit of Super Saiyan three Goku. So, like, I actually, you know, it's like I put together the model, and then it's like the his, his what, what, with the, gi the big was, ass hair and his halo. Yeah, 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 and his gi was like a big plastic set of, like, clothes that you put over the model and everything. But, like, mm. the model was, I mean, for the time, like, I mean, especially compared to those Bandai, you know, the you know, what you're saying, those little stactions that basically, you know, you could move maybe their 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 arms and maybe their 
their head or their waist or their little feet if you were lucky, you know? Like, but, I mean, that, compared to that, like, that was, like, super... I, that, I mean, I want to say it was almost, like, you know, early Marvel Legends, like, articulated, you know what I mean? Like, the... Or Spider-Man classics or whatever, you know, where they, they had lots of different articulation. Isn't it kind of funny, Derek, that, like, 20 years later, me and you, as we've grown up, like, with collecting... We're kind of like, I kind of like statues now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's an element yeah. to that where you're yeah. like, dude, it's posed, it's done, I'm going to sit here and admire it, and I never have to swap out any hands or do any craziness just, ever just, again. Yeah. Just got to dust that bitch once in a while, and I'm good. Yeah, yeah, there, 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 is, there is an attraction to that. Imagine this. Hey, we're behind the line. What's that? It's the Cobra Moker. Follow me. G.I. Joe Air Defense, G.I. Joe Checkpoint, Cobra Bunker, and Joe and Dreadnoughts figures each sold separately from Hasbro. I guess it's me next, I guess. It is you. So so what? Uh, tell us what's up next, Mechatoni. I, I would say that going in line, I didn't want to bury the lead because you did kind of, you know, like say it earlier with a character that I thought was someone who could transplant what I wanted in a character. You know, we were talking about Cylons and all that stuff like that and everything like that. And we're going to get to Snake Eyes. And Snake Eyes was every ninja ever in my, my toy thing. He would go into the rebel assault camp and be an empire agent, or he would go into the empire and be a rebel agent, and he just played so many roles because that character was so badass, especially version two. This is what I'm talking about, the night visor one, and he would do other things. He would fight He-Man. He would be like this, I don't know, small old like attorney or something like that. It's like, I don't know why I like that Snake Eyes figure so much. He would fight Buck Rogers. He would fight everybody. And that's like, just just his, his aura. He had fan aura before Wolverine had fan aura. S Snake Eyes sounds like an ordinary little cuss. He's just going picking fights with everybody in your toy collection. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, he was just like angry at everybody. <laughs> he just hated everything, I guess. But like he was so cool. It was like he was like like Snake Eyes is like fuck you, Jabba. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was like this is a part of the deal. It was like Jabba's like you can't talk. He was like I can't in his universe. <laughs> I got a thermal detonator. It's like it's like you 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 pick those characters when you're a kid who are just badass and they just they they mean something to you and like that version two Snake Eyes. He just had that weight. He had that coolness about him. And, like, yeah, sometimes I throw in Timber in there and be like, yeah, oh, he's got a wolf too. Fuck off. <laughs> it's in Star Wars, but still, he'd kill you. You know, you attack a TIE fighter or something. We were talking about, like, how you transplant and make another character another character. Snake Eyes was just like the hero of a lot of missions for me, not just in G.I. Joe. And I, I think that's about playtime. That's like when you play, it doesn't even have to be this character you want them to be he, like you know he did i call him snake eyes all the time no he was just like you know the ninja or or the 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 shadow or or like you know 
that guy, you know, he's like, you know, the, the hero of the story. And like, I just remember like, like I, I, I broke that motherfucker so many times. Like I had to, I had like put new O-rings in him, unscrew him, put new screws in him because I played him so much. His legs got loose, his arms got loose, but like, that's how you know you love that, that fucking toy, you know? That, that's probably the sign of a really good like character design that you can like so easily transplant it into other things like your imagination can like concoct like I, I didn't wasn't it Brian who said he used like a G.I. Joe as a Spider-Man like for a while or something or I, I, I kind of remember yeah either Brian saying that or I, I forgot if it was one of you but I think it was Brian he said he used like some G.I. Joe as a Spider-Man hmm. I mean, you yeah, could use, like, it, Snake Eyes yeah, as, like, like the black, black suit. Co- black costume Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah. Especially the original, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I, I just, like, oh. they, there was, like, a certain amount of love for that that, that design, you know. It's like, oh. and maybe you want to put him into different stories, yeah. To tack on to Tony's, like, Snake Eyes love. But, like, you all know the only Snake Eyes figure I've ever, well, I ever owned, like, as a kid was the big doll snake eyes that like the ski mask snake eyes from the uh, late Deke era. And like I said, we eventually lost all his clothes and me and my cousins would play a game called throw naked snake eyes down the stairs. Like, and that, <laughs> and it was a rather consistent game that we played like every time we hung out. Like, I mean, that's, that's what snake eyes gets for picking fights with everybody all across the different multiverse. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I mean, under his, like, all he had on, like, when you stripped him down to his, like, Ken doll, like, essentials, like, all, he had a, like, like, it wasn't even painted, but he had, like, a molded set of underwear on, and then, like, he had a black mask with, and you could see his eyes, like, through the mask, and, like, he wasn't, he wasn't, like, I think you could see a scar over his eye, but otherwise his eyes were pretty normal, like, so it wasn't, like, you know, the big Jonah Hex eye or whatever, but... But yeah, we, we, it was like basic. I don't know, even know how we got started on it or what, but like they had, like my aunt and uncle had a like staircase that kind of wound like in two directions. So it, it'd be like, you know, the game would be to try to get Snake Eyes all the way to the bottom of the stairs, without, <laughs> like you know, circumventing everything. Like he had to like bounce off some things and like roll down the stairs, hit, hit every curve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. No one. Some, I'm gonna have to patent that. I think Derek, you when I first told you guys this, Derek, you had like the theme song for it, like you know, get naked snake eyes, throw them down the stairs. <laughs> but 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 hey, you you still liked him enough to throw him down the stairs. Hey man, that, that's you got you got some uh, countless hours of uh, snake eyes fun, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good toy to throw down the stairs. There's something strange in the neighborhood. <laughs> Where are those ghosts? Meow! They're everywhere. Oh, real, this one into Echo 1. Bagman, over here. It's Bug Eye. I think he's got his eye on you, Winston. Uh-oh, somebody needs attention. Watch it. That's Squisher. I've been goofed. Whoa. Let's turn these ghosts into neutralize them. Ghostbusters, eat sold separately. From Kenner. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah. So what would you have for uh, a number three for us, Manga Justin? Little Justin was a huge, huge fan of the Adam West Batman series. I love that show. I still do. I I didn't have a a Batmobile that I could put figures in until I got the Batmobile from Batman Returns. Uh, so 
before that, what I would use as the Batmobile, what, and this probably won't make sense, but it's what I did as a little kid, I would use the Ecto-1 as my Batmobile. So I would have, like, Robin, because for, for a long time, I didn't have a Batman. I had I had Robin and Mr. Freeze and maybe the Penguin at some point. But I would have, like, Robin sitting in, you know, driver's seat of Ecto-1. And Ecto-1 had this claw thing. It's like it was on a string, and you could kind of stretch it out the back of the thing. And you could, you know, and you could use the claw, and it would grab, uh, you know, a ghost ideally but i would usually just like have it grasp like mr freeze and robin would be driving around and dragging mr freeze behind him and hector one pretending it was the batmobile i forget which robin and penguin were you using in that context with the ecto one the robin is the one that had like the karate chop chop oh okay so, okay and i guess the penguin from that same series like the the one who had like the the colorful umbrella i guess was it was it the Toy Biz or the Superpowers? Um, it was probably Toy Biz. Because he the the Robin had the actual button, right? You didn't you didn't squeeze his legs together for him to do the karate chop like that one. You had to like pull it up and press a button in his back. Yeah, and then the Mister Freeze like he would actually change colors if you got him cold. So I would usually like I would put him in like a cup of water and put it in the freezer and you know you know let him melt or you know put him in the sink and watch him melt or something and a lot of the times you know because i was a little kid i would put him in there and i would get to playing and forget so like the next day like you know mom or dad would like go to get a thing of ice or something and they'd be like what's mr freeze doing in the freezer this is not what we do with our toys i'm like but he's he color changes like he's mr freeze he's supposed to be where it's cold I used to I used to do that like where I would and it wouldn't even be like Mr. Freeze like sometimes it would be like I put you know Batman in the freezer because Mr. Freezer or you know like Mr. Freeze had you know I put him in like yeah. a glass with water and Mr. Freeze had like frozen him or you, you know what I mean like something like that where I I was trying to you know establish that there there had been some nefarious frozen stuff done or whatever I mean I, I was rough on my toys. Like, I would use fireworks on them. You know, I put a couple in the microwave, and, you know, because they were because they were getting, you know, hit with a heat ray or something, and you'd kind of, you know, you were curious, like, I wonder if I put this in the microwave, like, how badly is it going to melt? And it was, uh, I don't know, like, if I was that destructive, it was usually something I wasn't crazy about, like, keeping, or, or maybe I had, like, two of. Like, I had a lot of, like you know, doubles of Ninja Turtle toys. So some of those were like, I, I don't know, like, you know, like, you know, Sid in Toy Story, like where he's like really destructive to his toys. Like I was kind of a Sid when I was a little kid. I mean, I, I feel that. Like I had like a, a green army man tank and it was kind of cool, but it had this little dude who was in the uh, cockpit and he had no legs. He was just like molded in to sit there mm -hmm. and like, me and my friends were like, you know, we could blow that motherfucker out of there with some fireworks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, let's see his legs. <laughs> you know, we know he didn't have legs, but we're like, we're see, we're gonna see him. So you know, like, and I remember the pop, like the tank flew up in the air and stuff because we put like a couple of bobcats in there, and like, you know, he popped out. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, we did that. <laughs> and I was also really terrible, like. Before customizing became a thing, 
where you could customize with, you know, like glue, screws, or, you know, paint, or, you know, like, 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 like tomato soup. You know, I was like, well, if you just take this piece of plastic and use a lighter and melt it and then stick it on this thing, it'll stick there. <laughs> it was like, well, it kind of works. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I was as bad as you, but I was not nice to my toys when I was a kid. Like, and I think that's, I think that's like a, a thing. Like when you're a kid, like you don't realize like, oh, these might be worth something someday because they weren't back then, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think I realized that. I also don't think I realized, you know, the money that was spent on them and that kind of thing. Exactly. Like, like, your parents bought them. That wasn't your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I set the turtle van on fire and it pretty <laughs> much, yeah, that, I mean, pretty much the whole back end melted. And later I was like, oh, why did I do that? That was dumb. And then, you know, when, when it was discovered, uh, I got in trouble for that one. I remember. But, um, I, I, I know there's a couple of Transformers I pulled out of a, a bin one time. This has been years ago. And they had burn marks and, and, and scuffing and, and shit. And I just looked at them and I was like, God, I was such an asshole. Well, going back to Crosshairs, I mean, he, he definitely didn't survive childhood. Like, I remember. Like, <laughs> I mean, I like I was play, I was having him fight Skeletor, actually. And I don't I don't know why, but um. I was pretending like Skeletor was like throwing these huge boulders at him and they were just like real, really big rocks, like the biggest rock, like you could pick up as a kid and throw a little bit. Like that's what I would do. And Crosshairs got hit in the legs one too many times with giant boulders and his legs completely just, I mean, the, the plastic was just barely hanging on. And I was like, Whoa, like he's actually like messed up. And I think I just kind of pulled a little bit and his legs came off. And then I was like, Oh, I broke it. And then I just took the two pieces and threw them in the pond. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> And then you buried the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> Murdered crosshairs and then you disposed of the body. I uh, I never, I, I always was shocked when people would tell me they, you know, like, what, cherry bomb their G.I. Joes or what? Like, I never, I mean, I, I make jokes that I, you know, I, I mutilated my G.I. Joes, but the, the, the reason why I say that is I had these giant Folgers coffee can, like, cans of G.I. Joe body parts, and the reason why I had those was because, like I was explaining, I, I tried to make, you know, like, Blue Beetle and Captain Adam. I was trying to make, like, the JLI out of, like, G.I. Joe. So it's like I'd, I'd, I'd swap pieces together and inevitably yeah, you'd, you'd have... Yeah, you take them apart and put them back together again, yeah. Yeah, well, well but, but I mean, some of them, like, it was irreparable. You know, like, like making Captain Adam, like, let me put it this way. Like, I took Storm Shadow's legs, because they were pure white. I took Sergeant Slaughter's chest, because it was, like, super heroic, and Sergeant Slaughter's arms, and then I put a white like cloth that my mom could stitch a little Captain Adam symbol in all on top and, and tied it with a rubber band. But then I took General Hawk's head because I thought it looked sort of heroic and Captain Adam-y. But I painted General Hawk's head white with like Tester's white enamel and the two Sergeant Slaughter bicep arms with Tester's white enamel. So even if I wanted to somehow reassemble Hawk and Sergeant Slaughter, like, 
they were done. Like that, that was it. You know, it's like, it's, it's like, I kind of wish I had photos of like the custom figures, you know, just for like memories, but like, you know, I don't, you know, so it's like, but, but that's, that's one of those things where it's like, I, I never, I never actively tried to, you know, I guess murder or kill my toys, but like, I mean, but in trying to be creative, like I, some of my creativity could not be, you know, there was no going back. Right. So, see, I never destroyed my toys purposely, but I, I was always losing shit. Like, I, like I would, I don't, even, and like I don't even know like how I would lose it. Like, I would just, I would just have it, and then it just wouldn't be there anymore. Like, I, I guess, I guess sometimes, like I, I did that by accident. Like, I remember my my short fuse from GI Joe. He he was always a one armed short fuse. Like he he clearly was. You know, he, he he was wounded in the war with Cobra, my short fuse, because I, I and I kind of actually like specifically remember what happened. It was like, I don't know what I was doing or why I was doing it. Maybe I thought he was like, like, you know, a Cobra door was about to slam on him or something. But it was like, I was, I was, I think I wasn't even at my own house, but I had my toys and I was bored and playing with like the two or three G.I. Joes that I had. And it was like. The sliding door to the backyard was like the, you know, I don't know, like the blast doors in Star Wars, you know, it was about to come down. And then, you know, I, it's like I was trying to get them out in time, but like short fuse didn't make it like he his arm got like lopped off. And it was like I wasn't trying to lop off his arm, but like it just sort of happened, you know. So. We all have horror stories. Like I said, me and Justin are not proud of what we did, but we did it. We did it. No, no, no. I mean, it's not a judgment. It's just, it's just some, sometimes I remember hearing things like that. Like, it seems like in some cases, like you said, you, you were saying it's a commonality of, of youth sometimes, you know, like certain, you know, and I, and, and I, I, I can confirm that I've seen it, but I think like me and Mike maybe just weren't, you know, I, I guess we weren't the, the cherry bombing GI Joe types or whatever, you know? You have to understand that me and Justin are very civilized understanding and compassionate people but we did grow up in the south but, but i mean i don't i don't think that has but, anything to but, do with but, it either because because the, the same people is part of our heritage <laughs> no, but I, i'm saying i knew people that when i grew up here in california that's not the fucking south that did the same cherry bomb shit and i would go okay what's the right, matter fair. with you like what are you doing bro like so i mean it's not i i mean i i, I think what you're saying is true it's just you know some, sometimes i was always a little taken aback by that because i was like wait you you like like having your duke blow up into a million pieces like the, to me the the characters meant something to me so that's why i was kind of like oh well i to me it was like you know taking like the real duke and blowing them up into a million pieces like i don't i don't think i made i don't think i made the distinction that it was like a toy too, I, I, love, you know? I, I always hated duke so blowing him up was fine so uh. it's like spare my life and i shall grant you three wishes nope cherry bomb like, ah. <laughs> me and justin were basically along the lines of like duke he's in a coma no he's fucking not <laughs> duke is <laughs> duke is spread all over the battlefield yeah, war has a price. <laughs> I th I think that's also a thing. We we were we were like we were like going too realistic because I remember when like I didn't blow up characters when we were playing with like GI Joe, 
Like, I used to have these, like, dramatic death scenes where, like, you know, my friend would, like, shoot my... Uh, we, we used to have battlefields. You know, it's like, I got my guys over here, you got your guys over there. And, like, you know, we'd have our hero. They would have... There'd be guys who, who like, totally lived. But, like, you know, there'd be, like, you know... Destro shoots like I don't know Ricondo or 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 Duke or whatever, and like he'd be like I got you, and instead of like bitching and being like No you didn't get me you didn't shoot me, I would like take that Duke figure and like not fuck with him like to break him, but like twist and contort and be like Oh 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 go on without me. Uh, dramatic death scene, you know. See, maybe, maybe it's because because I watched that movie, The Boy Who Could Fly, you know, like, <laughs> like, and it's like I remember, like, because that boy who could fly, like that, 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 that weirded me out too, because he would play with GI Joes, and then when they would die in his imaginary battles, he would bury them in the in the backyard, and then eventually, like Duke died and he liked duke right and then at the and then when the like the rain came and it started washing away all these joes in the mud he was like duke you know and he's like screaming for fucking duke so maybe that's just me like that i think that hit home with me because one i was like why are you burying your fucking toys bro and then the other thing was like you know he's like screaming for for duke or whatever but like that's i don't know that that's that's kind of what sticks out for me in the eerie world of deep dark dungeons mystery and magic seem real there's good against evil with advanced dungeons and dragons action figures war duke Kellogg, strong heart and bronze dragon each sold separately beware strong heart you will cast an evil spell and steal the treasure yeah. evil is no match for good the treasure is safe Advanced Dungeons and Dragons action figures, Kellogg, War Duke, Bronze Dragon, Strongheart, each sold separately from LJN. But we're we're almost at the home stretch here. We're on to number two. So this this might be a little more complicated. It it and it, it it's a couple figures from a line of action figures from the dreaded LJN. But th- these were Dungeons and Dragons action figures, and the two that I had were Northlord and the Ogre King. And just to give some, some context, here's here's some images of the LJN toys. This is the Ogre King, and this is Northlord. And what I ended up doing, kind of similar to Ultron, I, I kind of thought, like, I, I should have uh, a Thor... And Northlord, like, I think I gave him, like, a red cape and everything, but he was pretty much, I I think I might have actually, you talk about toy mutilation, like, I don't think this was mutilation, but I think I was trying to, to quote-unquote customize, so you see how, like, Northlord, his, his helmet, like, obscures the front of his face, like, since it was supposed to be Thor at some point for me, I think I actually took, like, scissors and, like, cut out so you could see his face more so it looked more thor-like and the ogre king is kind of a a green kind of scaly monster type you know figure but for me that was my clerk that was my super scroll so i would i would have him like run around and and, and be the super scroll but yeah i mean i guess this you know this was more like sort of a fantasy you know it's it's from the first line of 
of Dungeons and Dragons toys or whatever. And those those were the two I had. And then, you know, eventually they sort of, you know, be, I, I guess part of it is, like, these were kind of the outlier toys. Like, I didn't have the full lines for them, so they became embroiled in in toy lines that I had more comprehensive, you know, collections of, like, Secret Wars, I guess. So they, they kind of became conscripted to fight the good fight with uh, Doom and Captain America and whatever. So that's, I mean, you know, there's not there's not too much to it other than that. I kind of have fond memories of those those figures because I was like, oh, hey, that was my Thor. And that I mean, for me, a lot of this stuff, it's like it's like reverse lookup type situation where I was like, I, I in my mind, when I think of my childhood Thor and Super Scroll toys, I think of these toys, and then I have to figure out, like, oh yeah, these were Dungeons and Dragons, and they were made by LJN, and I was like, what the hell were their names? And then I look it up and go, oh, Northlord, oh, the Ogre King, like, I, you know, I wouldn't have remembered that from, you know, just memory, like, I kind of remember these as my Thor and or Ogre King. Yeah, I actually had one of these guys. He was the white character, white armor. You know what I'm talking about? He's got like white armor with red accents. Do you see him in here? Bo Bomark, maybe? Bomark, yeah, it was okay. Bomark. Yeah. Kind of cool, though. He looks yeah. pretty badass. Kind of looks like a Captain Britain. Like I would use him as Captain Britain or something. Yeah, that was a good line. Yeah, yeah, I had Bomark. And yeah, I just, I remember like, I think one of the reasons why I bought or I got him. Was he looked so heroic? He looked like you know a badass, because I I believe that yeah they had a Strongheart Destroyer, and Strongheart was supposed to be the guy who sold the line, and he was like in one or two episodes of the show. It was all the little fucking fucking teenagers who were like useless. The show was good. It was it was a good show, but like it always made me mad that I was like we don't have Kellick, you know we don't have you know War Duke. Why don't we have War Duke? You know, we got Tiamat, we got, you know, uh, what was uh, the main bad guy? Uh, just something. I don't know. It's been, the one it's horn been a long time since I... Oh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about, though. But he had, like, the red horn, right? Yeah, yeah. And the blue face or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, like, Northlord is the one you have. Yeah, yeah he he looks very yeah, poor. Yeah, he, he looks does. Very he, looks, he looks like a Norse kind of warrior or whatever right like uh, you know and and i also think too because because of the 1988 incredible hulk returns like the thor on there you know because he was he was capeless and kind of looked uh more i don't know like like he had sort of like you know brown you know wool or cloth or whatever as part of his armored setup he looked more like you know i guess quote unquote a you know, less like a superhero and more like a Viking, you know, like that, that was also applicable right. to, to Northlord. You know, what's funny is I, I, I just had this weird flash too, talking about how I only remember these characters as Thor and Super Scroll rather than Dungeons and Dragons toys. And, and, and there's a character that's not even on my list, but like, I probably should have put it as like number one, but it's like, you, you know, what's funny is there, there was this toy I used. It's this little plastic green monster. And for years, I used it as Godzilla when I was a kid. And I still have it, too. The funny part is, like, I've looked this up on the internet, like, 15 times. 
And and like I I eventually find out what line it was from, but it's like really hard to figure out. And then I always forget like what line it originally is from. So like there's there's like stuff like that where it's like to me that toy is Godzilla. Like I don't care what the the actual you know the actual toy line is or whatever. So. The new Hess Fire Truck, $8.99 at Hess Stations. Happy holidays from Hess. What's going on with you, Mike? You got any uh, Dungeons and Dragons toys? You got anything for us? What's what's going on? No Dungeons and Dragons toys. I don't know anything about those things you just posted, but uh, <laughs> um, I do have an oddity. Like I. I this is gonna. It's. I guess it's more of a game. My cousins and me played as as kids with something, than like an actual toy. But the, a toy was at the center of it, and um, like for years and years and years, we played with our action figures, and we played a game we just kind of called firefighters. And what we did was, my uncle had from his mother and father like this really old, like metal, like huge toy fire engine, like with like it was a like really big, long, like made of diecast metal, like it was really intricate, like it it was it was actually really nice, and like you know he passed it on to his kids, like my cousins, and then like I, we would play with it. But what we would do and what would fi- what firefighters would be was we'd get all our toys, no matter who, what line they were from or whatever. And they'd all get on this giant fire engine and they we just roll the fire engine around with all the toys riding it and stuff. And they just all go on adventures and like it wouldn't like we wouldn't fight any fires. The only reason it would co- it was called firefighters is because they rode a giant fire engine. So like we. We'd play this for years and like, you know, they would they would be a giant team of like any toys you could think of, like Transformers, like, you know, Power Rangers, Marvel characters, like any action street sharks. Like I remember we had like any action figure that we wanted at the time would go on the like the firefighter, like the fire engine and like go firefighting, even though we wouldn't really be firefighting. We would just be, you know, going on weird adventures. This is this is going to be like Grant Morrison, like image Netflix deal comic book where like. it's just gonna be called firefighters and then you won't fight fires and it'll just be a bunch of like pastiches of like the street sharks and all these guys getting on the fire Uh truck (laughs) yep exactly yep and like it would get it got to the point where like you know and my cousins are both younger than me like one's two years younger and one's like four years younger so they would be playing with like toys long after well not even after but like i was starting to grow up a little more and like you know i still had toys but like maybe it would be considered a little more childish for me to play with them but like i would still play with them like every time and it got to the point where it was like 1998 and it was like beast wars transmetals were out and like we'd have like transmetal optimus and megatron on the fire engine too like like going on an adventure and like i would be like you know wait why are megatron and optimus like teaming up and like you know my cousins would just be like no no it's fine like they they, this time they have to team up like to go on the fire engine (laughs) have an adventure (laughs) whatever 
It's so like, like it's time yeah. to go on the fire engine. Yes. So yeah, I'd have like Transmetal Optimus Primal like riding on the fire engine, going. <laughs> I was just about to ask for that. Thank you. And like so, and like uh, we played this for years and years and years, and like you know, our, our obviously like whatever new action figures we got and what we wanted to play with would like ride the fire engine and stuff. And like I can remember like. Like, and I even remember stupid shit, like, when, like, you know, we were all big into Ninja Turtles and stuff, and, like, like, it impressed on our minds that, like, you know, watching the Ninja Turtles cartoon that, like, you know, everyone had to save, like, April O'Neil. So, it'd be, like, you know, one of the adventures and the missions, like, the firefighters would go on would be, like, oh, no, like, April O'Neil's in trouble. So, it'd, like, be this big, massive group of, like, assorted toys just going to rescue April O'Neil. And we had, like, the Ninja Turtles, like, April O'Neil figure. Like, and we put her, like, at the top of the stairs or something. And, like, we gotta get her down. Like, how do we get her down? Like, well, some of our guys can fly. Like, and it never occurred to us that, like, the fire engine had a big ladder on it or anything to save her. But, like, we, they would all, like, climb up the stairs to go and get her or whatever. Now, but, now I have visions like, of uh, Beast Wars, uh, Transmetal 2 Megatron trying to save April O'Neil. Ask Miss O'Neil. Yeah. Come with me. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, we firefighters like we we still make jokes about it when I when I talk to them like like we like I said I, we must have played this for like ten years like consecutive years like just every time I'd go over their house they'd be like you know if we were playing with toys it's like you want to play firefighters yeah and like you know there was no rhyme or reason to it the only reason it was called firefighters because they rode that big nice like metal fire engine so sweet love it. I love it. So yeah, I'm gonna make a firefighters comic, Dude, and yeah, we'll we'll just we're gonna we're gonna non copyright infringing. We're, we're gonna kickstart Indiegogo that shit, Mike, and then we're gonna get a Netflix deal. It'll be awesome. They'll sell a billion copies. Can I get one of those woo tickets? Excuse me. One of those woo tickets. It's not woo. It's woo. Introducing Ric Flair's new woo scratch off ticket for the North Carolina Educational Lottery with a top prize of a hundred thousand dollars. It's enough to make anyone say woo 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 woo. So what about you, Tony? What's what's your number two? I am going to be a basic bitch, but it does work because it gets a little deeper. The Rimco back in the eighties. Released a whole bunch of things that were Masters of the Universe related. Warrior Beasts, Savage World of the Warlord, and those are great. And they're all in the same book, quote-unquote, as Masters of the Universe. You know? So you could have Warlord from DC Comics fighting like He-Man. You could have Gecko Man. Yeah, yeah, fighting like, you know, He-Man and like, you know... A-Rex. That's A-Rex, great. Son of Thunder. Yeah, right? Yeah. The cola, you know, son of the wolf, you know, all this crazy stuff. And that's awesome. And then Ric Flair and the Road Warriors can fight He-Man too. <laughs> <laughs> what is, wait, wait. They made ab wrestling figures in the same scale with the same buck. You had Road Warriors, Ric Flair, Fabulous Ones, and they all fought Skeletor and He-Man. It was like wrestling. And I, I called this... Years before, Justin, they're making wrestling figures 
in the Origins style called it. You were ahead of I, your time. I was ahead of my time, man. It was like Ric Flair fighting He-Man, Road Warriors fighting like the Snake Man, and like back in the day, that was just cool, you know. It was like it was like all these guys had the same look, and that was like we were talking about scale. That's what scale meant something back then because I was like, dude, these guys are just the same as them. I have Gecko Man, I have Lizard Man, I have Dragon Man, I have like like I said, you know, like Warlord. I have uh, what were who? What was his son? Tyra, Tyron, or Tyrion, or something like that. But you have all these DC characters. Rimco got the license to for just the Savage World, the Warlord. That's it. That they 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 couldn't do like you know Batman or or Superman, but they got Warlord for some reason. And that the Warlord figure was pretty pretty sweet. Do you have him, Darren? Uh, no, but I did. I did buy one for uh, Darren and Ruth Sutherland. Nice, yeah, because they're big Warlord fans, yeah. And he was pretty nice. I mean, for the time, I mean, he had like a plastic cape, but he had the he had the winged helmet, he had a saber, and it was just like the world expanded. It's like you know we have these cool DC characters, we have these knockoff like you know animal beasts and then we have wrestling figures and they get all fight he-man and it made like you, you talk about play patterns it was like nothing means anything anymore nothing means anything <laughs> it's like we're gonna fight wrestlers we're gonna fight people from you know the the inner you know core of the earth you know like the, the lost land and we're gonna fight these other guys who just mean nothing they're just like you know, knockoff characters, but they all fit in a really good way. You know, it's like I could I could have Nicola, Skeletor, Gecko Man, and Ric Flair stand side by side and be like, that is like the quartet of evil. The the worst bad guys ever. <laughs> you, know? You, you know what I'm saying? It's like it made sense to me in my head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's that I mean I yeah. would imagine that'd be like teaming up G.I. Joe's with what what are those knockoffs, like the battle Action Core or whatever they were called. Oh, or, or, or the or, or the A yeah, 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 yeah. They had, yeah, yeah. They had they had three three four inch figures back then. Yeah, it's like B. A. Baracus is teaming up with the fridge. You know, <laughs> it was it was it was a cool way to expand your like like I said. You know, we don't care about scale in this conversation because it doesn't matter. But at that time, that scale was kind of cool. You know, it's like oh, these these guys all. You fit. know, I, yeah. I talked yeah. about kind of outliners in my toy collection and you know what that actually reminds me of is black star like because black star was like a, you know filmation cartoon and then the figure i mean was pretty much in scale with the the he-man figures from what i remember he he he, he man thundercats yeah about yeah, yeah. and and i think i i think technically i keep saying i didn't destroy my toys but th i think black star was somebody i destroyed for creative reasons because i think what i ended up doing with that black star since i always had him in my same box with all the he-man figures but i i you know i got black star because he was the main character and you know i was like okay black star's cool but then i guess there were no other toys there was nothing for me to do with them and when that he-man the motion picture you know the dolph lundgren movie came out and they had all these um, <laughs> Skeletor. Skeletor had all these troopers that that 
they had the the black armor and they they chased after He-Man on those little disc pods that flew around and everything. And so there weren't any toys of that. So I think what I ended up doing was I made like a little helmet for him and then I I, I spray painted it black star black ironically and 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 then he was like my little Skeletor Centurion or whatever. He was a big boy, yeah. And they all had spark action, right? I know Sor Sor yeah. what was, was his name? Sauron or Sauron had sparks? The 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 bad guy. The guy bad guy with the, the, the horns, yeah. You you could flick the back of them. And and they they all the, just like Thundercats, Thundercats came with either the uh, Wiley Kit, Wiley Cats, or the Burble. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they, they or, yeah, Blackstar came yeah. with, like, the little... They came with the Chobits. Little, what are they called? Chobits? Yeah, because I was like, I... Chobits, Chobits. Because yeah. I, I remember he came with that little, like, dwarf figure or whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chobits, yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good line, too. I think Blackstar is really overlooked. It's, it's a fun show. It's like, toy line... Hit or miss, but the the show was really good. Yeah. The evil Mr. Cobra can't have you under my power. I Stratos little babe. Evan Stratos and Cobra Khan each sold separately. Your evil mist won't make a slave of He-Man. Oh yeah. One more blast of my hypnotizing mist, and now you're gonna see real power, Cobra Khan. Cobra Khan figure is new from the Masters of the Universe collection. Other action figures each sold separately from Mattel. So Justin, what's what's your what's your number two pick? So when Playmates came out with their next generation toys, like I was super into those. You know, I had almost all of them up to a certain point even though i didn't have a captain kirk action figure until the one for generations i still wanted to have like my guys fight the gorn because i love the gorn so my stand-in was cobra con like cobra con was my gorn so i'd have like you know Worf and or commander Riker or mr data or whoever like they'd be on a you know away mission or something you know doing something and all of a sudden here comes you know cobra con only it's not really cobra con it's the gorn and they knew he was the gorn and they get into a huge fight so were these were these the the playmates um next generation or yes were these the okay i mean cobra con makes perfect sense as a gorn like he's green he looks like a, a lizard man and everything like that did you did you ever like spray the uh like Riker figures face or, or any of those guys with like the little spray or no, because the Gorn never did that. So I don't think I ever did that either. I did eventually get a nice Gorn figure. I think when art asylum had the license and they made a really nice, you know, arena looking Gorn figure. And I still got that in my collection. I think the only other captain Kirk figure you could get, until the Generations figure was the one in the giant, you know, bridge box set, and I never had that. A buddy of mine from school had it, and I was super jealous, and he, like, he didn't even open it. Like, he just kept it, like, you know, mint in box, and I was always super jealous, and I was always trying to, like, you know, tempt him to open it. I'm like, dude, if you open it, then we can have, like, you know, we can have all these cool adventures and we can have TNG meet the reading the series guys and they'll team up and they'll fight the dinosaur. I mean, they'll fight the T-Rex from Dino Riders. It'll be great. And he was just, you know, 
He was he was not having it. I I had that box set and I never opened it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I I don't I don't think I, I I think very rarely I think there were only like one or two like Playmates Star Trek figures that I had opened and some of them I think I had opened just because they were part of a collection or something like you know somebody traded me something and I think I had an Admiral McCoy that was open but not because. I bought the Admiral McCoy and opened it. It was because it already came to me as opened. And I think the main figures that I ended up opening from the Playmates were the, like those, what were they, like 8-inch? Like the dolls? Like the, you know, because I, I, I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitating because I haven't looked in that box in a while, but the, the box that survived the Great Purge or whatever. But I think, I think I still have the, the, the Kirk and Casual doll. I think I still have it, so... But, yeah. I was just thinking casual Kirk. Yeah, casual Kirk. Hey. And his casual cash attire. Yeah, my box is on. What's up? <laughs> Throughout time, people have asked, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Maybe it was a Manglor, like Manglor Demon. You can pretend to hatch Manglor Dragon and Manglizard, too. Eat sold separately in a make-believe egg. You can stretch them, squash them, take them apart. They'll return almost like new to their original forms. So if you want to hatch up some fun, you can crack open a Manglor. The Manglors, Manglor Demon, Manglor Dragon, and Manglizard eat sold separately from ideal so so this this is going to be my number one and some of you may have been wondering as we've been recording what the hell does derek have swamp thing movie like swamp thing from the movie avatar up on his skype window for and you know obviously for a long time before you know swamp thing you make my heart sing before there was like a kenner action figure line and all this other stuff there really were no swamp thing toys to speak of you know there's no dc direct there was no dc uc there wasn't anything like that and this definitely is playing to my imagination i'm harboring a guess that at best Tony is going to be the only person who knows or remembers this line on the call, which is why I was going with, like, visuals for people. So this line was called, it was from Ideal, and it was called The Manglors. Yes, you could you could take you could take them apart and put them back together. Supposedly, yeah, you, they they were like rubbery figures that you could take apart, <laughs> and 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 then and then basically they were like super sticky. So you 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 had to use the strength of Hercules to rip off an arm, and then once you did, you could sort of <laughs> kind of. Like you had to have to, meekly, to put it back together. <laughs> well, no, I mean it was it was meekly like like it would barely stay on when you tried to to push it back together. But in my mind, uh, I I don't know if you see it there, but it's like the second thing after you scroll down. But you see the 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 Mang Lord and see how he's all green and everything. And that Mang Lord came with the Manglore Mountain playset. And so basically that that little green figure that came with the Manglore playset, like that to me, especially because Swamp Thing in the Wes Craven movie, like he, he got his arm cut off and he regrew his arm. And the fact that the Manglore, I could rip his arm off and sort of meekly like stick it back on. Like the ideal Manglore Mountain figure in that was my 
Wes Craven Swamp Thing figure. So like to me for years, like that was my that was my Swamp Thing. And again, th this was this was a line where I think the only thing I had was that Mangalore Mountain playset. So it wasn't like I ever. Like, when I'm looking at these pictures of, like, the other lines or the other figures with, like, eggs and different types of figures within the eggs and stuff, like, I, I never had any of that, but I did have this Mangalore Mountain playset, and it basically, to me, it was, it, it was my Swamp Thing, and, and it's interesting, because cause the, these came out in 1983, and the Swamp Thing movie came out in 1981, I think. So it was, it, you know, it was very, you know, and to me, it's like, by that point, I probably got to see it on cable TV or something a couple more times. And so that, I mean, th that was my, the movie, the Wes Craven movie. Was I, mean, my I, first mean, I mean, real... Adrian Barbeau, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> that was my first introduction into Swamp Thing. So, and, and that, that was kind of, you know, my, what, what, that my Dick, Swamp Thing figure. Was that Dick Duroc in the first one or no? Yeah, yeah. Dick Dick Duroc was in the, the first movie, the second movie, and the, the TV series. Nice. So he was he was consistently Swamp Thing. Yeah. Nice. That was that that's your Swamp Thing. You know, we talk about like, you know Yeah, yeah. Pretty who's much. Yeah. Who's why this character like Dick Duroc is my Swamp Thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I remember my glorious. Yeah, yeah. Their their whole thing was they they had that sticky idea that you could like take them apart and like if you broke your stretch Armstrong, they could be put back together. Unlike your stretch Armstrong, sort of. If like, you pulled him apart, was, yeah, he was dead. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say like, what's the shelf life on those? Like, how many times could you do that before they just wouldn't stay together anymore? Like. I, I'm, I'm gonna say zero, but like, like, yeah, barely the first I mean, time. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's like it's like when you once you really broke the arm off, like then it was kind of like okay, like it, it, think of it this way: you you try to like stick it back together, and it was certainly sticky, and it would certainly hold. But at some point, like if you if you did any significant action with it, usually that arm that you ripped off would like fall off within like you know two minutes you know what i mean like so it's like it didn't really it's not like it was perfect it was just they, supposed they, to be they, this. they weren't action figures they were a gimmick yeah yeah it was it was a gimmick and the gimmick the gimmick you know it, it, it think of it this way it's kind of like have you ever had one of those like it'd be like it'd be kind of like scott like if you broke a toy and you tried to fix it by scotch taping it together <laughs> that's, like, that's that's what that's, I figured. That's, yeah, that's kind of like what the Manglers were. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at the slime pit. You know, it's like you could drop slime over the characters, and like they say, you could pull the slime off, but you really can't. After a certain level, there's going to be like crusty nastiness on the fucking character. It doesn't. I mean, it does what it does for a minute, but then it's just like there's still crusty gooey nastiness like that's like caked on it's like nah don't do it don't do it too much if you have a Mangalore keep it in the box <laughs> and Mangalores are pretty high priced items actually mint in box there because they're old yeah I don't I don't I don't have any Mangalores any longer but but that was definitely yeah. a childhood type you know like I said 19, oh, yeah, 1983 yeah. yeah yeah you were you were meant to play with them I mean you were supposed to yeah yeah, yeah. like we, we, like I said back then we like we were told, here's how you play with this, and we played with it, and it was like, oh, that don't work that way. <laughs> My bad. 
I I know what I know what these are, but the only reason I do is because Tully Galaxy devoted an episode to them. Oh, okay. They did an episode on it. That's cool. Maybe I should check that out. Yeah, I replied to it too. By the way, Tully Galaxy loves me. Yay! I'm an influencer. <laughs> hey, we got a we got a message from Mangalore's number one fan, Tony Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I I know I know the toys. Damn it! <laughs> you do, you do know the toys. He respects me. I, I me, me and Dan Larson, man. I'm, I'm just like... saying that the position of Mangalore's number one fan is probably open, Tony, if you wanted to say that. <laughs> me, me and Dan Larson hug every week. We're cool. We're like, you know, like, he's a good guy. <laughs> I like his beard. He likes my, my, my Mangalore's. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Uh, go this ahead, got, Mike. <laughs> this got weird. So anyway, Mike. Splinter the rat taught them each the ninja arts. Donatello, master of the staff. Leonardo, the katana blade. Raphael, the soldier. And Michelangelo, the new shackles. Radical and master of the willing pizza. Hey, who had the pepperoni and ice cream? All right. What's your number one, Mike? So, okay. Now, back in the early 90s, you know, as with most kids, like, the X-Men, like, 90s cartoon show on Fox Kids is what pretty much got me into X-Men. Like, now, I, I, I'd read X-Men comics before, and I'd played the arcade game, and I think I might have even seen Pride of the X-Men at that point. But, I like, I was just, you know, it was okay, but I wasn't, like, super big into it. So when the 90s show came on, all of a sudden, you know, X-Men popularity exploded and my interest in them ex exploded. And of course, I wanted toys of these, the X-Men. But uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if that like initial wave of like, you know, the Your toy biz. Exploded. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if that initial wave of the toy biz, like uh, X-Men figures had already like left stores or I couldn't find them or I just didn't want them because they didn't look like you know the jim lee designs or whatever but like there just weren't like x-men figures available to me so what i did what any kid with an imagination would do is take my existing action figures and recast them as x-men characters so you know i'm pretty infamous on this podcast but metalhead was my cyclops and the reason you know the metalhead the ninja turtles character the you know the metal turtle and my kid brain, my logic was he had red eyes, and that's why he I cast him as my Cyclops. So, like, you know, I'm pretty infamous for that, like, on this podcast. But I will also reveal to you guys some other Turtles characters that I recast as X-Men characters. <laughs> my, my Shredder was my Wolverine. Cause obviously, you know, we had claws and like, I, I also, like I had the original shredder figure, but I lost his like cloth cape. So I kind of had like a shirtless, like shredder. So it was like a shirtless Wolverine too. So, and then my detective Donatello was Gambit because he had a, you know, a trench coat on. Yeah. So like, yeah, like that, that was my kid logic. And then um, I'm like, those are the like most vivid ones I can remember. And um, who was the manta ray guy? And turtles, oh, I forgot what uh, he's uh, Ray Fillet. Yeah, he was Archangel because he was blue and he had wings, <laughs> basically. So, 
yeah, so that's pretty much what I would do for a long time before I, you know, some they actually made more toys of like, you know, the the Jim Lee X-Men and I could get my hands on them is I would use all my Ninja Turtles toys as X-Men toys. And, you know, you guys, have, you know, you guys always have a good laugh about Metalhead and Cyclops and me. Like, so like, you know, this had to be, you know, number one. And if you look at my avatar, it's a picture of Metalhead from like the IDW turtle comics. And they totally ripped off my little kid brain. Like they, they like, you know, they went into, you know, inception or whatever and went into my dreams or my memories or something. And they picked, they were like, Hey, Metalhead should be Cyclops or something. And cause the IDW version of Metalhead has a friggin' yellow visor with a, a yellow, like, trimmed visor with red eyes. And I'm like, what? Like, and I think, like, when we did our, like, Turtles catch-up, I pointed this out to you guys. And you were like, yeah, wow, that's kind of weird. And Like, I, I was like, they totally, like, stole my idea. Like, so if I sue anyone, it's going to be, you know, IDW for stealing my Metalhead Cyclops idea. Who is your Magneto, Mike? I don't know. Like, I'd have to, like, I didn't really look too far, much into it, but I'd have to look at a range of, like, Turtles characters and figure out, like, who else I probably, like... I think maybe my April O'Neil was Rogue, and then, like, I, I probably there were probably others. Like, I probably, like, you know, recast a bunch of others. Like, yeah, it's, it's... Chrome Gnome could be Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 would, <laughs> that would probably work, but... I mean, there were probably others, but those are the ones I could that like really stood out to me. But yeah, but I I mean, and, you know, I was probably like, you know, 10, 12 years old at the time. So, I mean, not even maybe I, like I think it was a little younger, but, uh, you know, it made total sense to me. And like, you know, back then you, you all you needed was your imagination and you could like, you know, you could surmount any non toy having problem, basically. So. Yeah, that's, a, that's this is probably my, you know, most fondly remembered case of, like, substitutions or m imagination time. Well, I mean, I know Derek knows this, but, like, you know, it's kind of funny because you mentioned all these Marvel characters. But the Turtles' origin was actually Daredevil's origin, except the kid didn't get the yeah. uh, mutagen. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. The, same, the same truck blinded Daredevil, yep. Yep, but he didn't get the yeah he didn't get the power, so it was like it went to the turtles. So. Yeah, he's been layered. We see you. <laughs> we see you. Have they ever made like an updated metalhead toy like in any of these turtle lines? They had to have, right? Yeah, I feel like they yeah, did. Yeah, right? so, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I almost want to track one down, like and buy it just for the lols. I think. Basically. Don't don't. I, you, I feel like that cycle, Neca. Right? <laughs> I, I feel like that Neca cartoon line has been really extensive lately like don't they even have a i'm gonna have to look into it yeah yeah NECA did one and then there was one for the 2012 series i believe oh cool okay so maybe i'll look into that yeah i think i used my metal head as like a terminator because i didn't have any terminator <laughs> yeah that makes sense too yeah, I think that I think that's that more that makes that's more of a connection than my Cyclops connection. <laughs> he's a he's a robot, so I, I feel like I think I could have used my Kenner Terminator as a Metallo figure to fight Superman or something, but I don't know. I, I think I might have been beyond my imagination at that point. I, I could use my Captain Power Lord Dread as a Terminator. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got that one eye. Those, those, those Captain Power, like, future war-torn scenarios were very Terminator-like. 
very Terminator. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the machines have, the machines have overrun the like you know planet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You can imagine they're from another world. Mighty robots disguised as mighty vehicles. You can pretend only you and the friendly GoBots can save the Earth from the enemy GoBots. You're trapped, Turbo. Leader went to the rescue. They hide among us as earthly vehicles, but you can change them into robots, each sold separately. Take this, Psycho! Now who's trapped? <laughs> GoBots. Leader One, Turbo, and Psycho, each sold separately. New from Tonka. What about you, Tony? What, what do you got for the number one pick? Well, you kind of spoiled it, but it's okay. And I'm okay with it. But uh, Road Ranger from GoBots was my goddamn Optimus Prime. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I, as a kid, I never had Optimus Prime, ever, ever. One of my first Optimus Prime toys was when I was an adult collector. And Road Ranger just, mm, damn, he hit that fucking sweet spot. He was a big-ass truck. Yeah. Does that mean Tom Shioli owes you three dollars and seventy five cents? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, pay me my money. <laughs> <laughs> he stole your idea. Not, 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 not some, not a little bit. All, oh, bitch. I came with the idea first. Yeah, no. Like, like when I was a kid, like you know, I got some good toys. I got Jetfire, awesome, amazing, big, high end price point. Uh, I got some nice toys when I was a kid. But I never got out of this prime. Never had Megatron. I never had Starscream. I never had the big guys. I had Bumblebee. Who cares? Fuck Bumblebee. Um, but I had Road Ranger, and he was a blue and red truck. And he's small, and like people shit on GoBots a lot, but like GoBots are pretty cool. And Road Ranger was pretty fucking cool. He had a good sculpt. He had this gold visor. And he had like some chrome on the front. He had, he was a flatbed truck in the back. He wasn't like you know a cargo truck, but I loved his transformation. And especially like as a kid, you you just latch on to the idea of like what those guys could be. And like uh, I think Royal T was my uh, Starscream. And Crasher was well, Crasher, but it's Crasher, it's Crasher. But uh, but I, like I always did like the. I, I feel like I they stole my idea too because I I remember I did repaint my my giant leader one to look kind of like Starscream. So I thought you know the whole Psykill leader one turning into Starscream right. thing was partially from my my uh, childhood imagination or or what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, I... yeah. I also, like, I had a Scratch, and I thought, like, I don't know if this counts, because I actually thought he was Trailbreaker, and then I realized yeah, I he wasn't. Trailbreaker, right? yeah, yeah, he actually wasn't, like, and I was like, oh, wait, like, this is a GoBot, this isn't Trailbreaker, but. I had Scratch, Scratch was pretty cool. You're right? like, you're like, imposter! Imposter, <laughs> defiler! Blasphemer! Blasphemer! <laughs> We did say time. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, yeah, like 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 when you had GoBots back as a kid, you know, you just you know transitioned to who you didn't have with Transformers because you know, like kids, you know, back then Transformers were higher. All the GoBots except for the Superclass 
you know, or like the, uh, you know, ball busters or the, you know, whatever. They had, they had a higher price point, but like the majority of the GoBots were three and three, four cents. They were like smaller figures. And like, that was my Optimus Prime. I couldn't afford the biggest, bigger Optimus Prime. And the best thing about it was, is he fit the mold. He looked kind of fucking cool. And yes, the, the Tom Skilly thing was kind of a nice little nod to me that he didn't know he did to me because I don't know the guy. He didn't do the story for me. But it was just like, ah, you saw the same thing I saw. You saw that. Ah, that's cool. And that made me feel like, you know, kind of validated. It was like, that's, that's, that's the same guy, right? Kind of. You know, you know what I'm saying, Mike? You know, it's like, yeah, you saw that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, like leader one, you know, more, more a jet guy. But like with Road Ranger, it's like, I, I love to play with him. And he was like not articulated. He had arms. Arms. <laughs> that was about it. Could move his feet, could move his head. But that was a fun figure, and I remember, like, you know, some people like to shit on GoBots, but, I mean, they, they were not a bad toy line. They were really fun with a lot I, of certain... Yeah, yeah. I th- Road Ranger was another one I had. I don't think I ever substituted him for anything, but I just thought he was a cool, yeah. like, little truck figure, basically. Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was fun to play with. I had Stinger... Stinger was cool, so hell, he's a Corvette, but, you know, it's like, as far as supplanting, like, you know, those characters for that, I've done a lot of things where I'm like, no, this guy's just a cool guy, but Road Ranger was my Optimus Prime for a long time, and, you know, that's that's where I come full circle, where I'm like, I'm just saying, like, you know, these guys were just cool, and these guys did this, and these guys did that. But Road Ranger was my Optimus Prime. And, like, you know, that's where you do that play pattern where in your head it's like, I want this character, I want this toy, but I don't have it. So this dude is my dude. He's going to be the leader of my Autobots. And, you know, after I got Optimus Prime, you know, in various incarnations, great. I love Optimus Prime. You know, I love a lot of the different molds he's been through. And he's still a cool guy. But, you know, Road Ranger is still gonna be my of his prime in my heart. You know, and it's like that's that that's that nostalgia, you know. It's like I got him first. He was my dude, you know, like on that little blister card, you know, hanging on a peg, like the smallest dude in the world, like that's my of his prime. So, you know, like, you know, fond memories, you know, good time. What do we have here? It's Castle Grayskull. And it's mine. That's so fast, beast man. He-Man! You can pit He-Man against Beast-Man playing for the power of Castle Grayskull. You have to put the castle together. Beast-Man's escaping. The throne, Dad. Dad, you saved the castle. Castle Grayskull from the Masters of the Universe collection. He-Man and Beast-Man each sold separately from Mattel. All right, Justin, take us home. What's your What's your number one toy imagination that you got for us? It's nothing really that great or glamorous i think so when i was a kid i had a lot of action figures and even vehicles but not very many play sets i mean i had a ton of ninja turtles and ghostbusters toys 
but not many of the you know the bases of the play sets. One of the things I wanted and never got was the you know the bat cave. I I remember looking at that and in the you know the Christmas wish book and going, oh man, like I I want that. I need that. Like I can you know I can put Batman and Robin in there and they can you know chase after Mr. Freeze. I never got it. So what I used instead of the Batcave was uh, Castle Grayskull. Like, that became my Batcave for a long time. I mean, that's a pretty good idea, because it's got all the kind of stony... You know, I mean, it looks like a cave for the most part. Like, which 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 Batcave were you coveting, Justin, when, were, when you were looking at it? I guess it would have been the one for Batman Returns. Oh, okay, okay. Those those Kenner ones, like, because those looked really cool. Like, yeah, I know, I know. In some some setups, like people still use the the Batman Forever one. You know, the one with like all those little like little islands where you could put different things on and stuff. So yeah, I used to love crap like that. Like just you know, any kind of like any kind of like stony like castle or you know. Anything that could be used as a generic sort of adventure area. Like, I remember I had, like, these displays for, like, these dinosaur models I used to collect. And, like, I'd just use them for other things, too, where it'd just be, like, you know, oh, here's, a, like, it was, like, a rocky cave. And, like, it would just be, like, here's an adventure spot for someone to go explore. Did you ever put, like, your Ecto-1 inside castle grayskull as well like in that play pattern <laughs> yeah probably yeah i probably had that batman returns batmobile by then oh oh the the, the batmobile by then yeah yeah, yeah I've, I've still got that batmobile like i think that's a sweet batmobile yeah it I, is, it is. i've lost some missiles and i the last time i saw it like i couldn't find the canopy so that may be gone or or maybe in another box but i've still got most of it you know it was like what makes us, like, you know, have imagination and stuff? We don't have to play with toys. We're all adults, you know. We're not going to be like, pew, 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 bang, bang. But back then, we... Totally I don't know about you, but I still do that. I, I mean, go, I kind of do. I, I, I kind of do. I kind of do. I kind of do. I ain't going to lie. I can confirm with absolute authority that that rad figure that was substituted as Hot Rod did a lot of pew, pew, pewing and bang, bang, banging along with, like... <laughs> and dodging and stuff like all over the place so yeah i mean i mean like, yeah, like sure. I, I, I would buy like those hot wheels die cast big like uh vehicles and like yeah I'll, I'll, I'll like lay in my bed at night and have a long day at work and be tired and then like i'll take the spaceship and be like okay so yeah okay fair 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 <laughs> Yeah, actually, going in, you know. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's well said. It, it, it reminds me because I'm I'm trying to watch uh, uh, Build Fighter Divers right now. So I'm on the episode with Sherard, uh, the the Gunpla Builder, where they're like, you know, you gotta you gotta see the love in the the Gunpla model build. So I think that's all Tony's saying. We're all seeing the love in the these toys, you know, one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to look at them as objects. It's like if you buy them, it's because there's a connection. It's like there's like a thing you want because they mean something to you, you know? When I go home and I open it up, and I fuck with it a little bit, fiddle with it, 
pose it, it's just like, damn, that made my day a little bit better. And that that's that's like that's like pretty important, you know, that's like something that a lot of people don't understand. It's like this is a hobby and it's a passion. And when we get to enjoy our hobby, it means so much. You know, like a lot of people don't have that in their life. They they forget how good it is to enjoy their hobby. Well, we hope we made your listening day a little better here over at Fanholes Podcast. If you have any other comments, questions, and or concerns, you can send them to fanholespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check out the backlog of Fanholes Podcast proper episodes, you can go on over to the Blogspot. It's over at fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. You can direct download all the Fanholes Podcast proper episodes there, along with all of our other spinoff shows. We are on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. We can be streamed on all kinds of social media. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts. So, until the next time, this is Derek, Derek WC. You make my heart sing. Signing off. Hey, it's Mike. Toys. Good night. Hey, this is Justin, and I'm getting on the fire truck. This is Tony, and to quote Toy you don't grow old because you stop playing. You stop playing because you grow old. I think that's Imgo, actually. Shut up, Justin. <laughs> You're correct, damn it. Edit that, Derek. Make it, make it work. <laughs> It's all staying in. You're still, you're still recording. As Emga would say, you don't grow old because you stop playing. You stop playing because you grow old. She
guys, I, I ripped off my arm and now it won't stick back on. <laughs> that's that's uh, the story of my life, Michael. That's the story of my life. <laughs>